Hi, it's Tony Fraser-Jones, host of the Profitable Trading Podcast. Super excited today. Uh, we're doing something special. We've been podcasting for a year and it's been amazing. And every quarter we get a bunch of uh, new followers, which we're super happy with and are really thankful for. Now, for those of you who have come a little bit later to the podcast, we want to make sure you don't miss out on the best stuff. So today, uh, we're re-releasing the second best episode of the year. And that episode is called How to Have Difficult Conversations with Your Team. We're super excited about 2023. We've got lots of great stuff lined up here on the podcast, and we're looking forward to helping turn more great tradespeople into great business owners. Enjoy. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Alrighty. Uh, Tony Fraser-Jones here, your host uh, for the Profitable Trading Podcast, here with my sidekick, Phil Smith, and um, well, Phil's the COO here, let's start with that. What does that mean, Phil? Oh, well, you know, cuckoo like a pigeon, you know how it is. Yeah, that's about right, mate. Uh, <laughs> speaking of cuckoo and pigeons and slightly crazy, we had a few issues getting this kicked off this morning with the teaser copy, we did it 27 times, nothing to worry about, I think it sounded good in the end. Yeah, if Tony gets this one right in one take, then uh, we're all going out for beers, so. Flippin' heck. Anyway, what are we talking about today, buddy? Mate, we're talking about something really important. So, look, when you have a team, it's always inevitable uh, that someone on your team is going to do something or not do something that you think doesn't meet the standards that you require. So even the best performers are going to need you know, feedback from time to time. Not everybody's perfect. We make mistakes. Um, and again, like I said, sometimes it's things you do, sometimes it's things that you didn't do. So sins of omission, sins of commission, which we, uh, we've we talked talk about, about before. A lot. Yep. That's right. So having these types of conversations, it's always tough because you've got to give the other person you know negative feedback and it can be awkward um, and they might not like it and they can get angry and they can get defensive. Uh, nobody really loves a confrontation. So today what we're going to do is talk about how to have these conversations in a positive and proactive way so yeah should be a goodie yeah yeah it is uh it's a tricky one that's for sure and often it's um you know not not even the fact that they get angry or defensive we just think they might yeah yeah paint the worst case scenario because uh nobody likes to be um well make other people feel angry really or feel like um people are going to get sort of grumpy with you or or reject you or whatever. It's quite a deep-seated human sort of... For sure, and you start playing out all those kinds of situations in your head for hours before yep. you finally bite the bullet or eat the frog, right? Like 100%. You know, playing out how the rest of your day is going to be really terrible and they're never going to like you again and not invited to the birthday party anymore and blah, all or, that or, kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and we play at the worst-case scenario. was, oh, well, if I give them this feedback, they'll just you know give me the middle finger and walk out the door. Yeah, exactly. Or they might, well, they might even do worse. They might walk out the door and take things with them. You know, That's right. Clients, whatever. Know, could be work, could yep. be they steal from me or they start slacking off or maybe they start slagging my name all around town. There's lots of things go through your head, right? So, yep. um, yeah, let's figure out how to do this right. So yeah, I'm important. sure you have a story about this one. I do uh, have a story about this one. Um, probably the toughest conversation I've ever had to have with a team member. And it was uh, it was uh, it was a toughie. It involved some, uh, what, I think the technical term is halitosis. <laughs> it's a good good name, isn't it? Halitosis. Yeah, Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's nice and descriptive, isn't it? It is. Halitosis. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Can anyone guess? Jeez, you, uh, you know, <sighs> might need a strong talking to yourself after yeah, that. That, um, that, little that microphone's not enjoying that. It was, uh, it was, I had a team member who had, uh, let's say, some uh, less than savoury breath. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's put it that way, but I think we all know uh, similar sort of situations. situations. You've, you've probably uh, experienced and smelled something like that yourself. 
Yeah, so I have a few of these conversations at home now. Not the breath, but I've got teenage boys, and they hop in the car after sports practice. It's like, oh my goodness, horrendous. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway, we had a team member who had uh, really bad case of bad breath or halitosis, is the technical term. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. It's quite a good name, though. Yeah, halitosis. Anyway, uh, and um, you know, we had to have a conversation about this, uh, and you know, it was tough. Like I thought about it for like two weeks before I actually did it. And um, just sort of, yeah, ended up having the conversation, which which was not easy. And the person actually received it pretty well. They actually thanked me because their partner had mentioned something similar, and they just thought their partner was being a bit of a wally. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, so there's some tough conversations to be had. Yeah, for sure. And hey, look, I mean, I'm sure we've all experienced them. You might have even been on the receiving end. Um, I know actually, my, my actually, sister. Phil, there's something we need to talk about afterwards. I'll oh, damn it! I've been avoiding this situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, my sister once just got step told away. In, just just step back a little bit further. It's all good. No, I'm not going to. Okay. No, Sorry. No, no. I'm just uh, I'm just stand right close to you and just breathe all over your stuff. <sighs> That's good. Sorry. Carry on. No, no, no. You're all right. No, uh, no, no, you're, no, right. no you're right. No. Let me interrupt your interruption. Okay. No, no. We got um we got lots of different things here late that come up obviously. So you know like lots of people are going to have difficulties and, and things that are hard and sometimes it's performance based. Sometimes it's attitude based. Um. I was going to say before I was rudely interrupted. Um, my my sister actually got told when she was at high school by her dean um, that she'd been walking around like a dark cloud, uh, stalking the hallways, and that um, and that it was unlikely that people are going to want to hang out with her if she carries on this way. And it sounds really harsh, but like, dude, she needed to hear it, eh? Like, she was starting to, you know, annoy people and she was having a bad time at school and she was basically hating it. And the second that she got told that, it was funny, she actually started having a better time because she started just showing up differently. Um, and sometimes you get in one of those, like, negative cycles and you really just need someone to break it for you and just say, hey, mate, I'm not sure if you realise, but you've gone way off track. Mm. Um, and I'm sure you're not enjoying this either. But um, if no one tells you... Sometimes you just keep perpetuating the problem, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And and I mean, it's like um, you know, when you uh, someone in your family you love them or a friend you know really care about or whatever. Sometimes you have to, um, with love, uh, give them the uh, the uh, what did we say? Feedback. The, yeah. the feedback. Yeah, that's right. The feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Cool. Well, hey, a lot of problems if we don't have these conversations, yep. though, right? Like, I mean, we can let things fester. I mean, like, what kinds of things are we going to say? Yeah, that's a big thing, isn't it? Because if we do let this stuff fester, um, it's not awesome. Uh, and several things can happen. I think the first thing is that um, you procrastinate and the and the issue just carries on. Uh, yeah. It, it, you know, these, these tough issues, it might be a performance issue or someone who's been disrespectful or who's someone who's making consistent mistakes. Uh, or someone who's consistently turning up late, or someone who can't keep the vans or the vehicles clean, or who spends too much time at the suppliers, or it could be all sorts of stuff, uh, or who has a dark cloud over the head on you know out on the, out on the job. Uh, mm. That that's just not going to go away. No, it, it's not going to go away, and I think we fool ourselves that it will sometimes, but it don't. No, never does. Never um, does. So I think that's important. I reckon, you know, if you've got one person who's who's having some issues, if you don't deal with it, the rest of the team can get really frustrated. So it's not just you, but it's it's like the bad apple spoils the barrel, right? Oh, mate, nothing kills a good employee faster than watching you tolerate a bad one. Yep. Uh, and when somebody's going off track, if you know if you let it happen and you let it persist, then all of your best people are the first ones to get frustrated, right? Because yep. they're trying their hardest to show up the right way and do the right things. Um, so you can't let the bad ones get away with it. You just can't. Yeah, and it, and it's um, it really wrecks the culture of your business, 
and uh, your credibility as a leader just does does kind of fall through the floor um, because people will start trying everything else on them because they know that you're not going to do anything about it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, and and I think what happens is, you know, if you do let it go on, it's like a it's like the dripping tap torture. You can stand it for half an hour dripping on your head, but after a while, the dripping tap feels like you know someone's smacking on your head with a block of concrete. You are going to get frustrated, and you know, even with the the most patient person in the world, you'll get to a stage where you've got your breaking point, and you will explode. I mean, we this happens to all of us. We get to a point where we just can't take it anymore, and we might just completely nut out. You may have done this yourself, you know, if, if you're listening. Uh, you know, tried to be thoughtful and kind and put up with stuff, and then eventually you've just had enough, and you absolutely lose your rag. Uh, you go, you know, thermonuclear. Yeah, uh, and that obviously makes the situation worse. That, that doesn't help because then you're kind of out of control. Mm. Um, and, and I think the other thing, if you don't know how to do this properly, that you have the conversation that just goes badly. It's awkward. Uh, you you end up kind of making the other person really defensive. They can't take on board what you're putting down, and you know nothing really changes. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's the whole point, right? Like sometimes you actually, you know, you're so worried about the conversation going badly. Um, that you keep not having it, you keep not having it, and then you go to have it and it's festered for so long that it goes worse than you actually thought in the first place. Mm. And the whole reason it was bad was because you were scared of it going bad, if that makes sense. It is, and, and, and if you leave it for too long, you're, um, you feel more and more angry about it, so you're less and less able to be calm about it. Yeah, exactly. I think we'll, we'll dive into in a minute how to actually do this, but being calm uh, is, yeah, it's important when you do this. It's a huge part of it. Yeah. But on the other hand, look, if we attack this nice and early, there are you know some really good benefits that we can experience here. So, you know, like, what do you reckon we can get right? I, I think the big thing is if you if you have a process for doing this and you, you've practiced it and you've thought about how you're going to do it and maybe follow some of the tips that we're going to jump into in a minute, uh, you'll feel confident about having the conversation and and that's a massive uh, and you'll have it and and people's respect for you as a leader is going to go up hugely because they know that you're a person who uh, is firm but fair. You're not going to put up with nonsense. Um, and that's a big part of leadership, like keeping everyone on track uh, and building the culture. Because, And we've talked about culture a lot on the podcast, and we'll keep doing that because it's massive. Having a great company culture is the key to success. Leadership is the key to a great culture. And, um, you know, making people accountable, creating accountability is, is important. So, you know, you're going to hold people accountable. I think next thing is you're going to give feedback so the team can actually improve. Like yeah. life is a feedback loop. Some people just aren't listening. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, you've got to help those people who aren't hearing it or don't see it uh, mm. to, to get the feedback. I think you get the bad apples, you know, you either deal with it or, if, you know, sometimes the, the end result of the difficult conversation is that you need to free up their future. Um, well, you, you can start that process. Yeah. And the rest of the team is, is going to respect you. Uh, and I think that's massive. Like, respect as a leader is huge. Uh, so if you, you know, show a backbone, then people are going to respect that. Yeah, 100%. Like, nobody likes to see somebody who's a pushover. But on the other hand, when you know that your leader really has your back and has the team's back and is doing what's best for the team, then it's really easy to get behind that person. Um, and, and yeah, as you say, respect them because you know they've got the best interests at heart. So, 100%. How do we do all of this? Yeah, good question. This is not easy, uh, but there is some stuff we can do that will make a big difference. Uh, and I think... It's weird to say, but the place to start is not actually about having the conversation at all. Uh, because if you just have a conversation, but you have no rules or standards or values or whatever, then it's like, well, what, what is, what's this all about? 
So the thing to start with, I think it helps massively if you actually sit, set down some uh, some standards to start with. And so that's, you know, that everyone's clear on and that, that you get people to agree to up front. Even when they join the business, it's like you can talk about, hey, these, these are the core values we have at our business. Yeah. And you might have five or six. Uh, and, and we should do a topic. We should do a podcast on core values because yeah, they're enormous. Yeah, uh, yeah, huge total topic within yeah. itself. There. Yeah, but this is you know what you stand for. It might be honesty and integrity, great customer service, a great place to work. There'd be a bunch of stuff there. So talk about what those are, and then have some rules of the game. And I think rules of the game are massive. So rules of the game aren't designed to make life like boring. It's like um, you know if you had you're playing a game of, of of sport, maybe football, whatever code you're in. Uh, you know, it might be American football, AFL, rugby, rugby union, rugby league, soccer, football, whatever. If there's no rules, then people jump on the field and it's just anarchy, right? Well, they don't even know how to play. They can't. They, they don't know how to the, play. The, the rules. The rules determines what the game is. Without rules, there is no game. It's just a bunch of people standing around with some equipment. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so rules are rules of the game are huge, and that's for your business where you outline how we do things here. Yeah, and so and you have them written down, and it might be things really simple like, um, hey, if you want to have some some leave, this is the process you do, and how long beforehand you need it that you you need to ask. It might mm. be, um, you know, we have a no swearing uh, out in the field on site policy. We you can list all this stuff down, so make it really clear uh, how things are meant to be done. Then get agreement from everyone as to the standards, and then you've got something to judge their behaviour against. Yeah. Now, this is huge because, honestly, if you don't have this stuff agreed to up front, then when you start having those difficult conversations, they feel like they're out of nowhere. Yep. Whereas if you've got that agreement up front, then you can always reference back and say, hey, we agreed on this, guys. Like, this is something that we all talked about. We talk about it all the time. We agreed on it, and it's that's a standard, and you've, you've broken that standard. So it makes a very specific conversation, which is not, I think – you're a dick. It's that's right. We agreed on this, and you haven't followed through. So, just for people um, that are wondering, easy way to differentiate between values and rules. Uh, in my mind, rules are things that we do or don't do. Values are ways that we act or don't act. So, if you're looking for a differentiation there, that's a that's a good way to get it. And a quick little tip is, uh, if you haven't got these written down somewhere where they're front and centre and people can refer back to them all the time, then this is going to be a difficult part for you to refer back to them. Because a lot of the time I find people's values and rules are written in a handbook somewhere, you got it on day one, you never saw it again. Um, so they need to be you know, somewhere front and centre, and you need to be re- referenced all the time, um, and then that way they're top of people's mind, and if they break those rules and values, um, we can hold them accountable to that because they they knew what they were. Yeah, I mean, th- this is massive because what we want to have is almost like a you know overarching code of conduct, all that sort of stuff written down is that's what we use to, to, to have the conversation. So rather than us saying you've done something stupid and I don't like what you've done, you've mm-hmm. almost got this third person. It's like, hey, we all agreed to these rules and behaviours and this code of conduct. Seems like you're having a bit of, bit of trouble sticking to that. Yeah, and it's 100%. quite a different thing. Yeah, it's not about got me and you. It's about it's about the rules yeah. and whether or not we, yeah. you know, either of us, any of us in the whole team, are upholding the rules that we, all of us in the team, agreed to. Yeah, hundred percent. So I think getting getting written front and centre, getting them agreed to up front makes a huge difference. Hundred percent, huge difference. Um, I think the next thing is this can be really emotional. Uh, so you know, if if you've had someone make mistakes on a job, it's cost you a lot of money. And they've done it a few times, and you're just like, "How can they be so stupid?" And like, 
what what the hell's going on? You're getting into a very emotional state, and and high emotional states they hijack the conversation. You you, you know you can get into blame uh, and all that sort of stuff, and and you may feel like that, but is that really going to help you get what you want? So I think it's massive that you separate your emotions from the situation. Yeah, definitely. So um, yeah, I mean, like for me, I think like if I've ever got to have a, a tough conversation with um you know with any of the staff here, for example, like I'll usually always have a walk around the block first. Uh, I know you do the same thing, so I mean, I'd love to say that there was no uh, no angry faces or or little mutterings under my breath as I walked around the block. But hey, that's where you get it out of your system, right? And you come back as a better version of yourself, and you have a better conversation that's more constructive and actually makes a difference because it's not so emotionally charged. You had a chance to to breathe first, right? And this is huge. And and you know, you may have found this if if you're listening, you know, you you got really annoyed with someone, you've written a, a you know an email which is pretty like cutting and blunt. Uh, but if you, you know, good advice there is do not send it, you know, take half an hour, an hour, go back and read it again because inevitably you'll be like, oh, far out, I need to back the truck up here a bit because I'm just going to like, this is like adding gasoline to a fire. 100%. And you don't want to do that. Now, you, 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 the whole thing here is to take the emotions down and so you can speak more logically and, and kind of get to the to the issues and, and be most helpful. So I think that's that's huge. As my well. my tip on that one is uh, whenever I have to send a difficult uh, email or have these difficult conversations by email, which is not the best way to do it, but if no, you have to, yep. um, then what I try to do is I actually just write the email, I send it to myself, um, and then what I do is I leave it in my inbox for an hour, and then I come back and read it, and if it still makes sense, I'll forward it to the person. Yeah. Um, Half the time I rewrite the email. Phil at myself.com. <laughs> Phil at profitabletrady.com. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, that's that's huge. Um, these conversations, you know, if you have them with a team member, they, they pretty much need to be face-to-face. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, ideally, sometimes you can't. Maybe it's over the phone, but that's not ideal because face-to-face you've got all the, um, the verbal and the non-verbal stuff going on as well, which is important. Having said that, though, taking your time, you you don't want to take too long because you want to have the conversation as close as possible to when the situation actually happened because that anchors the learning and it's like fresher in people's minds. Hundred percent. So there's a balance there, right? You you know, uh, maybe don't walk around the block, but don't take a week. Yeah, maybe don't you know if you hear something's gone wrong, don't jump in your truck and tear off to the the job site and you know launch a tirade. Maybe you do it when they get back to the the workshop in the evening. Uh, make the time to have the conversation. So try not to catch people on the fly. You know, like surprise people can be a lot more defensive. So you might just say, hey, well, I want to catch up this afternoon. We can go over something. Is that okay with you? That sort of thing. So, yeah, and if you can give them the topic, that's actually a really advisable thing as well. And like you can't always do this, but if, if you say, hey, look, um, I wanted to, you know, have a chat with you this afternoon about a, uh, you know, concern that I had with one of the jobs, um, then sometimes it just gives them a little bit of time to get over the fact that this is going to be a difficult conversation before they start having it. You know, or you say, hey, um, I wanted to have a conversation with you this afternoon about an interaction that you had recently with one of the other staff. They'll know which interaction. Uh, but the cool thing is it gives them time to get through all those little defensive voices that come into their head. Because if you surprise somebody, the very first thing that happens is that in their brain, even though they're not saying it, their brain is just relaying all of the reasons why they did that thing. So it's almost like they're saying out loud in their head, but this is why I did it, this is why I did that, this is what you don't know, blah, 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 all the reasons. Um, And the hard thing is that the whole time they're doing that, they're not listening to you anyway. 
So you need to give them time to have those little conversations in their head and play through all the reasons they did it so that when you actually talk to them, then you're having a real conversation rather than talking to a wall that's not listening. Yeah, and, and that, this is a huge thing because often you might find even in business someone asks you something, one of your team members or supplier or customer or something, and, and you feel like you need to respond straight away. And if you do, often you say something dumb mm. or something you regret later or something that puts you under the pump. Uh, and so it's, you know, if you find yourself in that situation, you can just say, hey, well, I just need to have a think about it. That's a great, just as is kind of a segue. I like to segue sometimes, just like go off on another tangent. We know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's gold, so let's do it. Go on. Um, is, is um, you know, give yourself some time to think about stuff, which is like, hey, man, I just need a bit of time. Can I just have a th- think about that? And you can yeah. come back to them later, which can save you a lot of stress and hassle. But the same applies to obviously someone you're going to have a conversation with. Yeah, Let them for process sure. it a little bit and the, the stresses might go down a bit. Yeah, that's right. You have a more constructive conversation. 100%, 100%. So I think the other thing is you've really got to listen to the other person uh, and give them a chance to talk. So, you know, maybe maybe they've been a complete, you know, clown, and that might be possible, but there may be something more going on than you realise, and often is, and you might pick up something really important for how the job's being run uh, or, or whatever it is. So let them have a chance to talk and listen, you know, listen with the intent to hear, uh, not with the intent just to answer them. And that's a that's a big thing, isn't it? We're always formulating our own answers in our head when we're listening to someone else rather right. than actually listening. And I think the thing is, don't just attempt to hear, you know, and I think this is what you probably meant, but attempt to understand. Because I really do believe that people don't make decisions with um, with dickhead intentions very often. No. Like most of the time, people aren't looking in the mirror thinking, I can't wait to screw up today and be a dickhead that no one likes. Um, you know, they usually did have reasons why they acted the way they acted or made the choices they made or do the things that they do or whatever it is. And they probably make a lot of sense if you see it from that person's point of view. Make a lot of sense to them. Yeah, that's right, to them. But the fact is it does make sense to them. And sometimes when you see it from their point of view, you can understand why they made the choices they made and that helps you to recorrect the behaviour because at, at least you can relate it back to the way that they're thinking about the the situation, which is super important. So, uh, and sometimes people will actually talk themselves into their own answer. You know, yeah. they'll be like, but this is why I did the thing. And this is why what you didn't see. And this is what happened with so and so. And this is what happened. I suppose I actually might have been able to handle that better. Oh, you know what? Maybe I should apologize to the guy. Oh, look, you know, this is actually all my fault. And the whole thing actually goes uh, full circle while they're ranting. So, you want to give them a chance to do that. Yeah, let them hang themselves. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That's not what we really want, but uh, definitely listen to them. Uh, it's important. And I think the next thing is, uh, you know, correct the behaviour, not the person. So, um, you know, it's not like, hey, Phil, you're an idiot. It's like, hey, when you, uh, you know, when you dug that drain, uh, there were some things you could have done better. Yeah. That, like it's the behaviour you're looking to correct because it's less personal. Hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, then, then they are more easily able to take it on. It's not always entirely easy to, to separate those things but definitely aim at the behaviour not the person and use the agreed standards as the policeman That so we go back to where we started like refer back to the standards mm. so that's the, the code of conduct your values your, your rules of the game and talk about those and, and we sort of say well how do you think you met those mm. and then let them have a think about that or, or come to some you know have a discussion with you and with themselves about it yeah, 100%, 100%. And I think that's the whole thing is people can make bad choices, doesn't mean they're bad people, and you want you want them to understand that that's the way you're looking at it. Uh, again, takes a lot of the emotional charge out of things. It's, hey, some standards are broken, or hey, a behaviour didn't happen, um, but we can fix this. 
Yeah, you know, it just keeps everything very, uh, very civil and yep. constructive. Yep, which is the whole point. We try and keep it civil, as yeah. civil as possible. We try our best. As you're biting your tongue so hard, you're almost bleeding. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that's what you do as a leader. That's the one. I think the, the next thing is you've got to acknowledge the behaviour that you want. So when you see people doing what you want, acknowledge it. Yeah, for uh, sure. That's huge. Yeah, um, catch so people doing something right. That's right. That's yeah, and make an effort to do that, particularly early on after you've had a talk to someone about. You know, maybe missing missing the missing the standard. Next thing is call yourself publicly when you drop the ball. Hundred percent. This is huge. So if you don't, you know, if you don't meet the standard or you don't get get it right, then out yourself. Yeah, uh, and then you get a lot of respect for that. Well, not just respect, but you also actually set the the standard for other people. Where it's like, hey, look, I'm not just talking shit about this. Like we actually do this. We you know we do actually live up to these values, these rules. Um, sometimes we make mistakes. I just made one. Uh, this is what it is. And people will be like, oh, okay, well, look, it's okay to get it wrong sometimes. Um, I can be honest about it too, and we can fix things from there. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I've got a few I've got a few examples of some words you might use here, and I've just got to acknowledge a, a real good a good mate, Kylie Ryan, who's a, a mindset coach we use here at Profitable Trade. She comes and talks to our members uh, every month. Uh, something, you know, we understand that the, the top two inches is really important, so we, we focus on this stuff. And uh, she's got an amazing um, approach to having these conversations. And it's all about doing it with some curiosity. Um, so maybe we just talk yeah. through some of these words. So I reckon if you're listening, you might find this super, super juicy and helpful when you need to next do this. 100%. I think the first thing is, you know, you want to review the issue with curiosity. Mm. Uh, so you're trying to find stuff out and that kind of disarms the defensiveness. Yeah. And so you might say something like, hey, the other day when I saw you at, you know, the, the job at Jones Street or whatever it is, um, hey, I heard you say, or uh, I came in afterwards and found that, or I saw you. So you just sort of reference the thing and you say, hey, I'm curious to find out what happened here. That's yeah. how you just open it up. That's the key. You know, I'm curious to find out what happened here and just listen to them. So, for example, hey, Tony, on Jones Street the other day at the job, um, I did actually see that you went into the house with your boots on, uh, didn't take them off at the door. They were covered in mud and you tracked a bit of mud through the house. So I'm just curious to find out what happened there. Yeah. So, Perfect. Then you remind people of the values once you've had that conversation. Hey, great, thanks for clarifying that or letting us know. Hey, look, Phil, our business values are X, Y, and Z, you know, cleanliness, customer service, whatever it is. Do you think this example shows these values? So you put it back to them and let them talk about it. Yeah. And then you can follow that by saying, hey, what do you think would be a better way we could handle this in the future? So let them tell you what, you know, what's the, the better way. Uh, and maybe you can help with them with that if they struggle. And uh, we could also say, hey, what are some other ways we could actually show this value in other situations? So get people thinking about that, thinking about the values, like the policeman, if you like, who's out there. That's right. And that that last question is super important because if we take that same example, you know, and I say, hey, Tony, do you think this uh, example shows the value of, you know, cleanliness and customer service? You'd be like, nah, look, I tracked mud through their house. And what do you think could be a better way to handle this in the future? And you're going to say, well, I could take my boots off at the door. And then I say, what are some other ways that you think we could show this value in other situations? Um, and what this has done is it's really just reinforced to you that what I care about here is actually less about your boots and more about let's just make sure we nail this value. Yep. And the reason the boots is the example is because, hey, that missed the mark this time. But what's really important is the value, not your telling off. Does that make sense? So yep. it's it's really important to ask that last question. Yeah, yeah. And these questions that Kylie um, taught us are gold. So the last one is actually to explicitly ask for their buy-in. And so you say, hey, look, can you do this? Uh, do you need any help or training or support to do this? And... Here's the key question. I love this question. I think it's gold. It says, hey, can I count on you 
uh, for the future? Well, can I count on you for this in the future? Yeah, golden question. Get that commitment, that buy-in. Uh, so that that's a, a great way to, to uh, you know, kind of put it on the right track again. Yeah, and it's also saying that it's like, hey, this this affects us. You know, like we're a team here. So can I count on you for this in the future? Is reinforcing that, hey, I'm counting on you. You know, like like we're in it together. Like the way that we act and 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 the things that we do have effect on each other. And so when I'm asking you to do this, I'm, it's not me cracking a whip. It's it's making sure we lift our standards yeah. to what we said they would be, so we can all win. And it's about the team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, so this is huge. Having these difficult conversations is a key part of leadership and I know for most of us it's it's a real challenge to confront mm. people and meet issues head on. But it's absolutely critical uh, to have these difficult conversations otherwise people are just going to lose respect for you as a, as a leader. 100%. And I think like the, the one thing I just want to say for the end of the difficult conversation is it's really important to thank them uh, for having the conversation and for taking the feedback so well. Um, and you can acknowledge, hey, I, I know that would have been a really difficult thing to hear sometimes. You mm. know, for example, um, the employee with yeah. the bad breath, hey, I know that was probably really difficult to hear, and I just want to thank you for the way that you took the feedback. Um, you know, yeah, I love that. You, you're a great team player, yeah. and, and I appreciate that you're willing to have these conversations. Yeah. Um, just to strengthen that that trust where it's like, hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to crack down or be a dickhead here with you. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that we can talk about the things that are important. And uh, thanks for doing that. Yeah, 100%. Important way to sign it off. Yep. So should we land this plane? Let's, let's do it. So talk about having these difficult conversations with, with your team. Uh, and it's important to do this when they don't come up to standard because otherwise it's, it ends up being anarchy and um, you know the inmates are running the asylum rather than the, than the boss, which is you. I know it feels awkward uh, and it's easy to procrastinate and let things slide, but you can't do that because when you let them slide, that damages the team, it damages their respect for you as a leader. So you've got to have these hard conversations. I think the key is to uh, is to be well prepared, stay calm, and be brave. And your business will thank you when you are. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading. And it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trading in the YouTube search bar. Or four, Book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrady.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.